You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing our money. Happily ever after. husband. Salutations. Hello. Today is our holiday episode. We are chatting about holiday spending and gift giving and how we feel about all of that, plus how our front-loaded gift account has worked out over the year. But first, let's give our status updates. What's your status update? Uh, It's another another issue with my body falling apart as I age. I know. (laughs) What are your other issues? Did you have another one that you shared? Yeah, there's something else that came up. Remember, I was talking about, what was it? Clearly, I don't remember. And it seems like you don't either. That's part of the aging process. You lose your memory. Your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I have a bad back. Hmm. Turns out I have a sixth lumbar vertebrae. That's crazy. Apparently, people generally have five. Yeah. I have more backbone than anyone else. No, but uh, it's a congenital abnormality in my spine. I have an extra vertebrae. When most people have five lumbar, I have six. Anyway, it contributes to instability, I've learned. And mm. uh, I I was, I don't know exactly what happened, but over Thanksgiving break, I wrestled pretty hard with the kids one day and it didn't, I didn't feel any pain after that. But the next day, just bending over slightly to brush my teeth, I felt a little tweak. Ugh. And then over the next hour, it just got worse and worse and Mm -hmm. worse until I was literally bedridden and was bedridden for the next four days. Yeah, you were laid up. Yeah. So I assume that I was wrestling with the kids and Cedric was literally just jumping on me with both knees. Mm -hmm. Probably I injured something and it just got exacerbated the next day. But I I have actually had this now happen a few times over the past few years. And it I don't know if it's getting more frequent, but I'm Mm. a little worried about it. So now I have this back thing to manage. Mm. Well... Yeah, I think management, yeah, management is the key. It's the thing. In your 20s and even before that, you're just like, you bounce back from anything, no big deal. Mm-hmm. In your 30s, you start getting these injuries and it's like, okay, I got to kind of pay attention, but mm-hmm. still you're pretty good. 40s, it's like, oh, these things probably don't go away and now I just have to manage stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. That's how you age. No big mm-hmm. deal. But yeah, it was actually, I mean, you had to take on a pretty big load because I was in bed. Yeah, you really couldn't. You really couldn't do a lot, and the kids are still pretty hands-on. Yeah. Well, yep. you're on the road to recovery. Yay! Um, so my status update is that I am definitely feeling in full-on Christmas mode. Mm-hmm. Even though, as of right now, we actually haven't decorated our house yet, partly owing to you not being up for moving stuff and getting on ladders and. Um, yeah. I would be up for that, but then someone needs to kind of watch the boys. So it really is a two person, a two person job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am so enjoying just getting our Christmas gifts organized. I've started writing teacher thank you notes, Christmas cards that we're going to give. I've started addressing Christmas cards and we have some fun holiday get togethers that I'm kind of just thinking about and looking forward to and kind of mentally planning. So yeah, I'm just enjoying the Christmas season. That's so good because I feel like I'm just not there yet. And Mm. I'm the the weather has been a problem because it's a little bit warmer than yeah. normally here, and so that's that's kind of contributed. But yeah, the lack of decorations and stuff. So mm-hmm. I need to start just waft your Christmas spirit <laughs> over my way. <laughs> Let me breathe it in. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, hopefully over the next week, we'll get the decorations up. I think that that will help a lot and get our tree. So yeah, we we did, however, start playing Christmas carols. Yes. uh, Or Christmas music, right? When did we start? Like right after Thanksgiving. I think we might have started earlier oh, than even that. even earlier, yeah, yeah. Not, not um, you know, just here and there. Now mm. it's something we put on almost every morning and every evening, but it was just kind of here and there, maybe even in October. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the show, but when I grew up in my household, my dad was pretty adamant that we did not listen to Christmas music until December the 1st. Oh, really? Yes, that was a big rule. So that's actually a huge part of my motivation for wanting to listen to it earlier mm-hmm. because... I didn't like having to wait or just that it was this rule. And so I just want to listen to Christmas music as soon as I feel excited for Christmas. You know, and you, you, you said that rule, like being very, your dad being very adamant about that rule. You totally said it in this adamant Texas way. Oh, really? Not until December the 1st. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. All right. But speaking of Christmas, let's get into home economics. And we need to talk about the cost of Christmas. The cost of Christmas. Yep. And kind of, kind of, we want to break it down a little bit. Um, who we're giving gifts to, kind of our financial approach, and then maybe just some other categories of things that we're spending on around the holidays and mm-hmm. Christmas time. And uh, then we also put together kind of some ideas for non-stuff gifts, mm-hmm. which might not necessarily be free gifts, but we don't like to accumulate lots of stuff. And so those can be good ideas as well. Yeah. So what does it take to purchase the Christmas spirit? <laughs> <laughs> No, so we, um, if if you are an avid listener, you may recall at the, I guess, kind of end of of last year, beginning of this year, we talked a little bit about how we would approach gifts differently because we used to have these conversations and we we kind of had a budget for it, kind of didn't, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really systematized. And so what we ended up doing was creating a Capital One account. So we have multiples of these for different longer term savings things. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, it's kind of like an envelope system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for our car insurance and, and registration, we're, we have an account for that, and we have a, an account for travel in there, these sorts of things, but also gifts. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Christmas. It was gifts throughout the year. Right, birthdays. Yeah, and so we budgeted for our gifts mm-hmm. for the coming year, and we have a document on that, and then we front-loaded that account um, with a partial amount of the gifts, like allotment that we had budgeted. So we had budgeted actually like about $1,200 or so. For the year? For the year, for Mm -hmm. all gift purchasing. Okay. Uh, And then we, and that was based a little bit on what we thought we spent the year before. And then we kind of estimated what we'd spend Mm -hmm. coming up. And then we um, created that account and we put in actually only $500 Mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't really have the full amount to to front load. But we thought front loading it would make it easier because, and the reason was, the problem with the gifts issue was that some months were really low on gift spending mm-hmm. and some months were really high, just depending on where birthdays fell, all that. So we also established allotting like an automatic deposit of, it was only $10 a month okay. actually, but just that's a little a, bit. That's what I in. was wondering about. Cause I was wondering, did our gift account ever get fully funded? Never did. Okay. So that maybe is kind of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did it not get fully funded, but it turns out we probably spent more yeah. <laughs> also this year. Um, so how did it go front loading the gift account? I, you know, I don't think we estimated well, mm-hmm. or maybe we just didn't stick to our, 
our I think, budget. I think that's part of it for sure. Um, but probably at least the front loading, I think, did offset, you know, yeah. obviously cushioned the blow of of our generosity. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did really like having it. And I think it's a big step in the right direction. One of the a kind of pain points or stressors for me previously in previous years is that I feel like I am sort of have anointed myself kind of the keeper of birthdays and gift giving. I enjoy thinking of gifts to give people and I kind of tend to do things earlier. So it'll be a month before a birthday and I'm thinking about what we're going to get this person and stuff. And so often I'll be someone, I'll be the person who purchases the gift. And before we had a specific gift account, that was often sort of coming out of my monthly personal allowance, but then we didn't have a designated place where I should be, you know, reimbursing my personal allowance. But then it just kind of felt, it kind of felt like this kind of weird gray area where we weren't really tracking it very well. And then I would feel um, like I was overspending, but really... I wasn't really overspending my personal allowance. So anyway, I think it, so I, I liked having that separate account and having the money be able to kind of come out of there. Yeah. So will we do it again this next year? I would like to. Okay. I don't know if you have any ideas about doing it differently, but I, I think I, I think I liked having it that way just because otherwise if we're buying gifts just in a random month and we don't have money set aside, like where is that money coming from? Yeah, And yeah. I feel like that's what was kind of stressful before. Yeah. So I think what we could do is we probably have some money we could put in to front load it. And then when our tax return comes, we're likely to get a refund. We could put a bunch in there and, and then to, like, up fully, the monthly contribution. Fully fund it. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That would definitely help. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, the other thing we said we'd do to try to offset costs this year was to do handmade gifts. Mm-hmm. But then this thing happened in the summertime, which was me taking on this wildly intensive job mm-hmm. and all the sewing we were doing and mm. all the craftiness we all were the plans we about. had. Yeah, it just went to shit. And so <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, we after summertime, we didn't make a single handmade gift. And what gifts did we make previously? You made a gift for your mom, a really cool um, her, art apron. Yep. And I made gifts for the boys and I was making gifts for you for like um, Valentine's Day and things like that. Mm. So I don't know if you recall any of these (laughs) gifts. (laughs) I do remember. It's just from Valentine's Day. It's just, it's so long ago, like remembering the whole year. So I was just, I was just trying to, trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was making those things for you. Yeah. For my mom, for the kids. Um, And I was thinking, we were thinking, for example, oh, it'd be so easy to make like Christmas towels or napkins. It'd be easy to make these, these mm-hmm. stuffed toys that I made for the kids for uh, like our nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that's something that I've, I've thought about and I think that we've mentioned it kind of in other, in other ways on the podcast, but I think some, of, some of the ways to be thrifty actually take time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a terrible amount of time, but if you have two full-time working parents with commutes, it takes really precious time. I mean, even things like I love to shop for used clothing for the boys, but going out shopping and browsing and not necessarily finding what you need, you know, on one outing, 
to me, that's very time intensive to think that I would have to like stop at several stores or go out on multiple different occasions to get everything that I needed. And then it's kind of the same, I feel like for with gifts too. To, to do the handmade things, you kind of need to be able to set aside some more time. And well, that, for is sure. just, that has just felt of such a premium right now. Well, and if you recall, like I was, when I was doing a lot of sewing, I was doing it at night after the mm-hmm. boys went to bed. But then when the job came along, I mean, my, I was spending a lot of evenings and early mornings working. Yeah, working and, or just being exhausted. Yeah. Like just being, I just felt like that's kind of hit us this semester I felt also just kind of exhausted, just kind of burned out of working in the evenings and yeah, yeah, just don't have that bandwidth. Yep. Yep. And you know, we produce this podcast and your podcast and Mm -hmm. all the other stuff. So there's a lot of things going on in the night. So anyway. But still a noble goal. And Mm -hmm. I think that kind of the same thing where we took a step in the right direction and we have intentions. It doesn't mean that we can't do more in the future and it doesn't have to be an all or nothing Mm -hmm. too, you know? Yep. Yeah. So let's talk then instead about what we spent since we didn't make. Okay. (laughs) What did we spend and what do we spend it on? Okay. So um, I pulled up what we spent this past year. So for the whole year. For 2017. Yes. Okay. Four gifts, and I'm getting to that now. I'm I feel, in mint. I feel nervous. You feel nervous? <laughs> I don't know what the number is. <laughs> well, okay, I'm curious what your reaction will be. So $2,696. Wow. That feels like a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's now, so the year before, mm-hmm. we, at least in mint, we have 1591 hmm. But... As you were mentioning, we probably weren't doing as good a job tracking specifically for gifts then. Right. Uh, because we didn't have the specific account set up. And I wasn't really tracking in Mint diligently then either. So yeah, yeah, some of those things that I was buying sort of out of my own personal allowance might not have been captured correctly, et cetera. Yeah. Now, uh, 20% of that total comes in a single gift that we purchased for Dash for mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And what would we spend $500 on, listeners, for our four-year-old child? I know. What would you guess? A bike. So, um, we, as we've always said, we really care about bikes in this family. And I found this excellent company that makes bikes for toddlers and kids mm-hmm. um, that are top quality. And I want my kids to be successful on bikes. And so, we kind of pulled the stops out mm-hmm. when it comes to spending, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that this is an area that I sort of you care the most about it and I sort of leave it up to you. Mm-hmm. And if we have the money to spend on it, um, yeah, I, I would say I probably, I want Dash to have a great bike and he uses it. And I do feel like having really good quality bikes has made a difference in him riding a bike so early and being so comfortable on it and being so great on his bike. Um, I might not want to spend quite so much money. It is a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I, I guess on this one, it feels like a value that's so important to you. And so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's like spending on a, on a, you know, mid range adult bike basically. Mm-hmm. Cause our bikes cost basically 450 a piece. Mm-hmm. So Dash's bike the, the is the one thing I will ours. say is that the the kids bikes that we buy that are so expensive they are going to last through two kids. 
Yeah. So that is something that I kind of think about. I almost kind of divide that cost into, which would still be an expensive bike. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, it seems like they're so well made. They're holding up so well. And so it's going to last through our younger son too. Yeah. And so Dash would actually be fine on the bike he's on for probably the next year. Mm -hmm. He's a bigger kid. And so he'll, uh, he will outgrow it sooner than later, but he could probably be on it, you know, for the next year. But Cedric is ready to get on a pedal bike. He's not yet three, but he's about to turn three. And that's when Dash started on a pedal bike. Um, but Cedric is, you should have seen him actually this, this evening. Oh, really? So we've been, the past few evenings, we've been taking bike rides around the neighborhood to see the Christmas lights and Cedric flies. Like mm, he yeah. is like running on the, so he's got a push bike, no pedals. Yeah. And he is literally running like Fred <laughs> Flintstone and gets going at, I swear he's hitting 10 miles an hour oh on that gosh. push bike. It's crazy. So he's ready for a pedal bike, absolutely. Yeah. And so we had to get a new bike. At least we, I, I wanted we, we to. We didn't want to buy another same size pedal bike that then we'd need to like dash would outgrow soon. Yeah. So these bikes, the kids will be on for actually a number of years to come. Mm-hmm. And so we're probably done buying bikes for quite a while. Okay. That's uh, good. So it was an investment for, for the next few years. Yeah. And anyway, just in thinking about... Christmas holiday spending and gift spending. And I have just been thinking like, man, I feel like we spend a lot of money. I mean, in some, in some respects, I know that what we spend seems exorbitant probably to some people. And in other ways, it's probably on par with what many other American families are spending or even less. Um, I know there are people that spend very little at Christmas time and at holidays. And we certainly, try to go for a more minimalist approach in a lot of ways in our life. So anyway, I was just kind of thinking a lot about this and like, why do we spend so much money? Um, But really when I was kind of comparing to some other people, we purchase gifts for a lot of people. I've talked with some friends about this recently, just in thinking about, you know, what we're spending and who we're giving gifts to and have realized that some of the people who are spending very little on Christmas are giving gifts to very few people. And maybe that just seems obvious, but I guess I just always kind of think that we must be kind of the average situation. Mm -hmm. We exchange gifts with all the adults in our in our families, with our parents, with we both have mm-hmm. siblings, um, with all the children in the family, the nieces and nephews. We also have a few um, f- um, friend families that we give like family gifts or individual gifts to. Um, we give gifts to all the teachers. You know, we have daycare and preschool and each of the boys have not just one, but many mm-hmm. teachers and we give little um, gifts to all of those people. And so it might seem so obvious the more people that are that are on your gift giving list, the more expensive Christmas is. But I was kind of thinking other people are giving gifts to all these people and yet somehow coming up with meaningful, very inexpensive mm-hmm. gifts and... For me, it's a little bit validating just to realize that, oh, okay, we're spending more because we're giving mm-hmm. more gifts. And for some reason, I don't know why that is in, enlightening to me. It, it makes me feel kind of less guilty. I'm sure there are places where we could spend less money on the individual gifts that we're giving. Um, yeah, to put some numbers to this, how many teachers are we? 15. Okay. And, you know, we probably have a handful of friends and mm-hmm. I think there are three families 
that we give like family gifts or like exchange yeah, gifts so with. So let's round that up to say 20 people there. We also had the, mm-hmm. the list we used to estimate our budget for gifts for Christmas includes mm-hmm. 27 people. We are approaching Whoa. 50 people <laughs> for Christmas That's a lot that of we people. give gifts to. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of people. That's yeah. a lot of people. At the same time, I find a lot of joy in it. And I think part of it is, is that we're, and those are all people that are giving gifts to mm-hmm. us. Well, not everybody, and like so, the teachers. Not everyone, sure. That, yeah, for me, the teachers is a separate thing. Like, there are people that you exchange gifts with, and then there are people that you kind of show appreciation mm-hmm. to um, during the holidays. At least I feel like I like to do that. So, yeah, but they're all, all those people that we're receiving gifts from, I don't want to not give mm-hmm. a gift. And I guess I haven't figured out what the thing is to give that would cost little to no money, but feel like I'm still showing that love and that friendship in a way that like feels like it really expresses what I want to express. You know, I think maybe just an important value of mine Mm -hmm. is showing appreciation Mm -hmm. and showing you expressing you are important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it, just as you're explaining what you think about when you're giving those gifts to people that are important to you. For me, giving a gift to a teacher and having it be, even though it's not a really expensive gift, but multiplied by 15, there are many more of them, mm-hmm. but that just feels so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel so good about doing it. it. Just To me, it just feels right for me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be that person that gives a nice gift. Yeah. So, okay. So here's a difference that we're coming to. I don't care about showing appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) I care about providing a thing that enriches your life. And if Mm. it doesn't truly enrich your life, like Mm -hmm. if you're just going to, I don't know, consume the the edible thing and then move on, Mm -hmm. not worth it to me. Like, Mm. but if it's going to enrich your life in a really, I think, important way Mm -hmm. and like physical activity, Mm -hmm. music, learning, these are things Mm -hmm. I think are important. Mm-hmm. then I'm all in. Mm. And so it's not about showing appreciation. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the time people give gifts. If I'm going to give a gift, let's make it sure that it's a useful, important mm. thing in your life. That's why I guess, like if I can't think of a thing that's useful to somebody, it's like, well, how would I give you the thing just to sit, mm. just to give it to you? Mm. Like the act of giving is a waste. If you're mm. just going to, if it's just going to be in a closet, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's going to be yeah, enriching. Then that's mm. that's kind of what I'm going for. Okay. Well, yeah, that is like a really fundamental difference. So mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of have to take that into account because that makes me kind of feel like we can probably, you know, find some places in our gift giving budget, but it might just be something that is really important for me mm-hmm. in a way that I express a value that's mm-hmm. very important to me. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of, you know, if we could come to agreement that because that's so important, a value that's so important to me. So even if it's less important to you, but mm-hmm. kind of the way that spending lots of money on bikes is important to you, mm-hmm. giving nice gifts, you know, within reason is important to you. So maybe that's kind of the the part that we've struggled with. Maybe we're having a breakthrough. I, I was just about to say, listeners, you're, <laughs> you're literally hearing a marital breakthrough. Right <laughs> Don't you feel like that kind of gets to like a fundamental difference? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know how exactly how to resolve it, but mm-hmm. it's an important step forward in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs>
well don't you think that that might be part of it is like understanding we're just gonna not see eye to eye on it but then mm-hmm. coming up with well here's our budget yeah you know and so it might be more i would think than you might think it should be but because it's an important value to me yeah so like the next step might be uh, increasing the estimate for our gift giving budget for the next year. Mm-hmm. But then also, and this includes me, obviously like sticking actually to the budget, make mm-hmm. sure we don't go over it. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's like a great next step. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, let's see. So some other stuff around the holidays, I'm not sure if you have numbers on this, but it just does seem like there's other spending that is not gifts around the holidays, like decorations yeah. Uh, no numbers on this. So this is the thing. This is like, that's another one of these gray area categories that um, kind of get don't swept have into for. other things. Yeah. And therefore we don't have like you also note food and drink here. So mm-hmm. lots of extra food costs this time of year, but that just gets swept into our grocery budget, right. which right. has been busted the past couple of months. Yeah. Um, but you know, these are holiday months. So there right. we go. So yeah, we don't have ways of actually categorizing that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think maybe we should track that a little bit closer. Um set that as budgets in mint and in our budget just so we can track it and then kind of see where it is because yeah I do I do think that those are easy to um think that, that we won't spend extra or something but then we just spend the money anyway like we're not going to not get a christmas tree mm-hmm. for example because we really enjoy doing that mm-hmm. um and then we came up with some non stuff gifts um, kind of ideas for if you don't want to give things that could accumulate. So what mm-hmm. are some things that you came up with? Uh, well, so we've got a number of things here. So, you know, experiences, obviously, you know, like giving tickets to a play mm-hmm. um, or spending an afternoon with somebody, that, you know, the classic thing is babysitting. So if you know somebody who's got, especially when they have younger kids, mm-hmm. offering to babysit one night is always a mm-hmm. an excellent one. And then if you Pair that with a purchase, like a gift card to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You've just made a date night for somebody. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've always enjoyed that. Um, buying services or memberships to things, I think, are really, really great. So, see, that's that's one I think I really like because it's an enrichment thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, one thing I asked for for Christmas, for example, is a, a subscription to the New York Times crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's an enrichment thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. a great way to spend time. Um, or a museum, a museum, for example, or, Mm -hmm. you know, a membership to like an art, uh, museum, things like that. I feel like those are great ways to show appreciation and probably be able to tap into what you think somebody's interests are, Mm -hmm. but then also some extra time with them. Yeah. And especially memberships and things are, that's, uh, you know, the gift that keeps on giving, but also people can use it asynchronously. Right. So like they can go and enjoy that service or that membership kind of whenever they want Mm to. Um, Th- those can be a little pricey, oh, I will sure. say. Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily like a free or really cheap gift, but unless it, you know, crossword subscription yeah. is a manageable one, but yes. yeah, so it, there's a, certainly a range there. Um, um, you know, a gift that I've thought of, I have a friend who doesn't love to cook and she has just always told me if you'll just make like whenever you're making a dinner that you love, if you'll just make two, I mean, I would love to buy it from you or whatever, but I thought that like a great, and actually for this year, for her birthday, I just, I made her a pie Mm -hmm. and I've thought that she would just love if I made her a fully home cooked meal and delivered it 
you know, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just thing things like that. I mean, if someone brought us a whole dinner, that would be amazing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and those are all really, you know, just nice, thoughtful things that help people out. Uh, there's also, I've been coming across these recently, and I feel like just there's a proliferation of these things. So you could buy people e-courses and webinars mm. and they could be one-off things that aren't actually that expensive mm-hmm. like a one-time e-course mm-hmm. kind of supporting um, um a hobby or a passion that they have mm-hmm. photography or design or music yeah 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 so so story wonk is one and the guy's name is alistair stevens alistair stevens and by the way if you're a harry potter fan dear mr potter is a podcast that he runs it's free and it's awesome mm-hmm. and it's you very very to good the whole thing but he is also he and his wife are are writers and he runs all sorts of e-courses and things on writing mm-hmm. um and that, so that's a great place to get good insights on writing fiction in particular there's also this one creative live and you know more about this one I've taken one podcasting class through Creative Live, but it just has a whole suite of different creative classes for uh, just a range of prices. So that could be, you probably could get just a general gift certificate for someone or a specific class Mm -hmm. if you knew exactly what they might be into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the um, final thing that we... Um, thought of was just making donations in a person's name mm-hmm. to a cause or organization that is dear to their hearts. It could be anything from animals. There are some uh, great organizations, you know, the Humane Society, Farm Sanctuary. It could be supporting people in need in other countries. It could be a local organization, um, mm-hmm. local to their city where they live. Just, you know, there is a don- a, a cause for every person Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. their interests and what they're passionate about. Yeah. And a lot of those can be interactive ones too, Mm -hmm. which where you can have the donation made and then you can go and see like the animal that you're supporting with a donation, that kind of thing. So there's ways to, to make it exciting, especially if you have kids. Yeah. One that I have enjoyed giving and I know was well received is a gift certificate to Kiva, which is an organization that it, gives micro loans Mm -hmm. to people all over the world. And so these can be just five, 10, $20, but for someone, especially in another, another country trying to support their small business, that can really make a huge difference. And the cool thing about it is that you actually lend the money and it's paid back over time and then you can reinvest it in a different business. And Mm -hmm. I gave that to my mom several years ago and she said that it's, you know, been paid back a few times and she keeps on relending it out. So I just feel like that's a really cool, really cool idea. That is cool. Okay. Are you ready to move on to love notes? Yes. All right. How about if I go first? Okay. Okay. So I am very excited because we just put our financial summit on the calendar Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. December 21st. Mm -hmm. We're both going to have off work. And that just, it makes me really happy to think about. And I am just happy to have a partner that could be as equally excited about a financial summit and doing that on a day off of work Mm -hmm, (laughs) as mm -hmm. I would be. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, there was a recent New York Times article on this, hmm. uh, how to approach finances in couples. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And it was, um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but okay. yeah, it was basically just a discussion of how to do it, especially when people aren't necessarily on the same page, yeah. how to make it fun because it doesn't seem fun, but mm-hmm. even we find it completely fun. Right. If you can frame it as fun, 
that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So that's like the first fundamental step. But yeah, I'm excited about it too. It's one of our favorite day dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to look forward to it now. That might be one of my favorite days of the year. It's right up there with Christmas, our financial <laughs> summit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so my love note is, uh, it's actually kind of your idea, but it mm-hmm. came, but not originally your idea. Mm-hmm. It came from a uh, cup of Joe. Yeah. A article. blog, a blog that I love to read. And the, it was, so the author of that blog posted about a couple that she is the author. She, yes. Okay. That she came across who ate basically every night. No, once a week. Oh, once a week. Okay. Ate once a week, but, but without fail for mm-hmm. many years, once a week, um, ate dinner or had drinks out near the water where they live. In New York. Yeah. And so she would, uh, on walks, see them and then see them again and again. And so she finally stopped and actually just kind of interviewed them for mm-hmm. this blog post. And they just talked about how it got started and why they do it. Yeah. Um, but the, the point of it wasn't what you were thinking about was, you know, what's the, what's the ritual? A that, weekly ritual that yeah, we could have. Yeah. Because of the moment, and I bet many of you could could you know relate to this is that we don't have a ritual really, mm-hmm. although we do have the podcast. But even the, our podcast, as you might have noticed, has been less frequent. Yeah, um, and it is kind of work. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, fun, it's but it's still not <laughs> completely relaxing. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we haven't. We used to play games a lot yeah. at night. Yeah, um, it was easier, I think, to sort of reconnect. Um, but it's been busy enough that we have not not that we're disconnected but we haven't been able yeah. to have this the ritual that allows us to connect and yeah, uh, I, I think we're both feeling it i don't know what it is if it's this semester in particular with your job being busier i have just felt particularly exhausted by the end of the day mm. i have not had a lot of energy for doing my own creative work mm-hmm. after bedtime mm-hmm. let alone playing games and even though that's fun for some reason i just don't feel like sitting at the table in a hard chair playing games even though it'd be fun with you i just am so ready to kind of veg out with a book um yeah just not do anything or even have to think at all but Mm -hmm. anyway so that's kind of weird i don't know if that'll change in the new year maybe or just kind of we're just tired after a long semester but Mm -hmm. yeah well, and so that was happening to you while I was actually literally working almost every single mm-hmm. night um, when it was really, really, really hairy there for mm-hmm. a while. And um, that slowed down. Yeah. And actually, my energy is starting to come back uh, at night. So, okay. So hopefully, okay. I don't know, maybe we'll refresh over the, the holiday break, but mm-hmm. we, we need to have, maybe we'll have a financial summit, but then also a... Marriage a, summit? Yeah, a weekly <laughs> ritual segment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, we would love to come up with just some kind of weekly ritual that is easy, that is low cost, that doesn't require a lot of planning. This couple was doing a little picnic dinner out mm-hmm. by the water. It was so cute. I mean, one maybe one day when the boys are older, we can do something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, something that doesn't require babysitting that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm really thinking that after after bedtime is probably the time. But, you know, I mean, maybe we were trying to occasionally do morning coffee dates here and there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to go out for coffee once a week, though. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit too much. So I don't know. The, the morning, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we have just too many morning meetings. But if our listeners have any ideas, I am all ears. And I know what probably some of them are thinking right now, which is, Okay, a weekly ritual to reconnect once a week <laughs> at night. 
No babysitting. Easy. <laughs> what could that be? <laughs> and while that's a good thought, everybody. <laughs> um, other things too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we got right. that one covered. All right. Anything else? Um, that's all. Okay. All right. So I think this will be our last episode in 2017, but we will be back in January to recap our 2017 finances and talk about our 2018 financial plans. We are wishing you a cozy holiday and a happy new year. Happy holidays, everybody. And remember to love your honey, not your money. Here are 10 free gifts you can give your loved ones this year without breaking too many laws. Gadget training. Be a workout partner. Cook. Share lottery winnings. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. Where is this from? Is this BuzzFeed? It's from cbsnews.com. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Matrimony. Oh. <laughs> It's confusing because it's on the next line. <laughs> it's been so long since I'm I've Kelsey. done it. <laughs>